your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Your Sequel Sucks, the podcast where each and every week we dive into the dirtiest diaper sequels that Hollywood has to offer. <laughs> Remember guys, you guys can always leave us a five-star review on any podcast platform you listen to us on. Tell us we're sexy. Tell us we're pretty. We love that. I am one of your co-hosts, Luke Gladly, and I am joined by a man with the hottest, thick-cut, double-smoked hunk of cock I've ever seen. Some call him Nick. I call him Thick Evans. Thick, what's up? <laughs> hunk of cock. <laughs> wow. I just, gotta, I just gotta let these people know that you got a long barrel of boar's head hanging between those thighs. <laughs> oh my God. I am marvelous now. What an introduction. <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I mean, it's... Uh... Thick cut, double smoked. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. A- anybody, anybody who ever has the displeasure of fucking me in the future, uh, they're going to be wildly disappointed. Oh, dude, don't worry. I mean, you you got the good stuff. If, if my penis had, like, a personified form, it would be like, I don't know, like Herschel from The Walking Dead. So, <laughs> you're ahead. <laughs> what, what a throwback, Herschel. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that's how, that's how sad it's gotten in my 30s over here, down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, how's your week then? I mean... Wow. Um, <laughs> I guess good. Excited to dive into another sequel. Uh, it's fucking hot. It is so yes. hot and I am miserable. I don't like heat. Um, and I'm waiting for the UFO shit to drop from Congress. Every yeah, day. man. Nothing yet. That, but I'm waiting. That is going to really fucking open up the floodgates. Um, that's going to really, there's going to be a lot of I told you so's. Going yeah. around, like, Tom DeLong is in heaven right now. I mean, he's oh, like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> Tom DeLong has been this happy since, like, I don't know, I miss you dropped. Like, he's <laughs> he's ready to go. But yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, I know this isn't the show for it. There's other shows, but man, there's a lot of people from, like, NASA who have, like, quit their jobs over this and stuff because they didn't want this news to come out. So, like, excited. <laughs> yeah, th- it's going to definitely change everything. But we couldn't have been this naive, you know, for all these years to think, you know, that we were the only ones who managed to invent Dogecoin. You know, like this guy, <laughs> other people have had to have, you know, we have a lot of cool things, but we've done a lot of dumb things, you know, <laughs> oh, bop man. it, skip it. You know, we've got some. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What's going on in your world? <clears throat> well, in my world, dude, I am, I mean, I'm a little upset because the Knicks lost. They got bopped out of the playoffs first round last night, but it's all good. It's all good, folks. Um, We are don't have so much of the heat for the last couple days here in New York, but we have that fucking humidity because it'll get like 90 degrees. Then it'll rain, go down to 70 and it's going back and forth. So it's, it's really just nasty, like balls stick to the side of your leg type weather that we're dealing with. Um, and you have to do the waddle. Yeah. You got to do the, the, yeah, we're all walking around looking like fucking Yosemite Sam as we're walking around. (laughs) But you know, other than that, it's, it's going pretty good. I've um, been playing a lot of Halo, man. Um, I believe now it's less than two weeks. E3 starts, and Xbox is going to have their press conference, and yeah. um, Sony, Nintendo, all them. And I'm very excited for the new Halo 
um, gameplay reveal. But with that said, I think we're ready to dive into this fucking episode. And Nick, do do you want to tell the people what we watched? I am excited to tell the people what we watched because you thought there was one. At least you did if you were me. But it turns out there's a lot more because we did Universal Soldier The Return. Turn. Oh. Stay where you are. Don't return. Stay where you are. Oh Fuck. my god. Bro, I haven't been this disappointed by this many buff men since we did 300 Rise of an Empire. <laughs> this was fucking nuts. What a choppy pile of unishit, which we'll yeah. get into. But it, bro, this was a nightmare to watch, and I congratulate you for finding this. <laughs> oh, no problem. This is one steaming pile of unitards. I don't <laughs> think I ever will want to watch this again this is obviously i mean well it's not obviously for the people who didn't know but this is probably my third time in my life which is may- way too many times for one person's lifetime <laughs> have seen this and it's it's still bad it's definitely still bad um i think uh i think we're gonna start diving in on this guys so let's take it back okay let's take it back to the original universal soldier okay now for you guys that don't know, Universal Soldier, right, is about an American soldier named Luc Devereaux. Devereaux? It's very French name. A very, very American name. They did good. Okay. <laughs> and he finds that his superior officer, Andrew Scott, who is played by Dolph Lundgren in the first one, guys, okay, has turned violently deranged. And the two fight to the death during the Vietnam War. Now, what happens is they, they're dead. Their bodies get retrieved and they're placed in this like secret program, which they're like reanimated as these superhumans and these like unstoppable killing machines. And when they wake up, they basically have no memory. And that's the point of these movies. They are basically turned into to universal soldiers. Um, Nick, I'm not going to lie. This hit way too close to home after just finishing the robot. I was series. just going to say that <laughs> it way too close to home. I was oh, like, this is no. No, I can't do this again. Because I personally have only seen the first Universal Soldier maybe once. I don't remember liking it. And i that's the only thing I remember is I'm like, oh, it's another like, I don't know, cop or soldier dying. They come back, but they're like cyborgs, except they're not in this kind of. It's very confusing. <clears throat> I remember Dolph was in it. Dolph yes. doesn't do a lot of good stuff after Rocky no. Four, so it, it is what it is. You take it or leave it. Th- this Rock. is definitely the beginning of his decline. Um, and he, he, like you said, it gets thrown into those types of movies. It, it comes out July 10th, 1992, and it had a budget of $23 million. And it only ended up grossing, the original movie, guys, $36.3 million. And 
I'm not going to lie, that's not that great. Um, you know what I'm saying? You have John claude Van Damme, you have Dolph Lundgren, and that's not really a big pull. And it was originally directed by Roland Emmerich. And he actually, Nick, <laughs> he actually went on to write and produce the fucking Independence Day movie with Will Smith, uh, the 1998 Godzilla. He did The Day After Tomorrow, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. He goes on to do much better things. And the movie was originally written by kind of a shit team. It was a uh, Dean Devlin and Chris liked leaked licked licked Dean, my balls. I don't know. Dean Devlin. <laughs> Dean Devlin. What? A that name. sounds like a supernatural character. And then you have <laughs> Richard Rothstein. So you had a, a trio of shit. Now, Dean Nick from this writing crew, he was really the only one with any notoriety. And uh, uh, side note, he's also the only one who was willing to pay for their photo on their IMD profile picture. So Ooh, that's good. that, Off to a good that shows how he was above. And he basically helped write Independence Day as well and Stargate later on. That's about it. And, you know, this movie was, it's basically, it was lumped in with those late 80s, early 90s, macho action, bro feel genre. You know, you you look back at the original one and you're like, okay, it's not bad. It's not great. Like, is that kind of how you'd feel about the first one? A hundred percent. It is... I mean, you nailed it with the bro fuel movies of that time period because it is mm-hmm. it's just like Predator. It's like Commando. It's all of these like, how can we get a bunch of a bunch of bodybuilders essentially and put them in a movie? <laughs> because Jean-Claude Van Damme, I mean, he's ripped. He's not huge. But Dolph, Dolph is big as fuck. So like, yeah. that's the whole point is let's get big people who kind of fight each other in real life anyway and just put them on the screen. And that's kind of, I don't know, a lot of those movies don't, land like today like if you watch them this one especially yeah and you kind of said it too with Dolph like this is the beginning of the decline this is past the Ivan Drago phrase uh phase this is past you know when he played when he did horrible when he played He-Man in the 1987 (laughs) live action version of Masters of the Universe I mean those days are over Van Damme at by 92 he's getting a little long in the tooth and you know like we said it doesn't really pull in what you think but it will it gets thrown into those mixed movies but then nick okay dun 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 they said it's time to come back we need more van damme we need more roundhouse kicks we need a lot more cocaine a okay lot more cocaine. So, <laughs> so what happens is you get producer craig bumgarten i believe that's the name bumgarten bumgarten what what an excellent selection of names here so he had actually wanted to make a sequel for years, okay? Like a direct sequel to that. But what happened was, due to the bankruptcy of Carol Co. Pictures, the rights were unavailable. Now, Nick, I don't know if you know this, but Carol Co. Pictures was a huge film company, okay? And it, it hit its peak in the 1980s and early 1990s. And guys, it had blockbuster successes, okay? It, it did the first three films of the Rambo series, it did okay. Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Stargate. But nevertheless, even with all these huge movies, the company was losing money overall. And I'm going to assume because those movies I just listed, Nick had massive budgets and not yes. all of them were massive successes. So a film company can only do, you know, you can only borderline that fucking loss of money for so long. So what happened was in 1992, they did a... Um, a huge corporate restructuring 
And they were like, all right, we can get the wheels back on the bus. So they really put all their eggs in this basket in this 1995 film called Cutthroat Island. And it was supposed to have Michael Douglas in it, but he hops off way early in production. And they really were hoping this would be the comeback film for the studio. Instead, dude, it fucking lost $147 million, And it oh. officially brought the company to the end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so this... They went out the way of like Orion Pictures. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So essentially it kind of threw it into limbo, you know, because there's a whole shit process with trying to get these properties after that point. So let's go back to Van Damme. All right. We, the script was not originally written as a sequel for Universal Soldier The Return. Okay. So we get Craig Baumgarten, who's actually finally able to get these rights. All right. Now, what happened was this film, guys, believe it or not, Universal Soldier Return, and Nick, you know this. This was actually not the sequel to Universal Soldier. And I it's hate actually it. the, <laughs> It's actually the fourth fucking one, Nick. Bro. <laughs> they were making made-for-TV fucking movies. I, I'm glad you brought that up because when you picked this one, um, when we were off-air last week, we were talking about what we're going to watch. I almost watched the wrong one starring Gary Busey because I was like, yeah, "Yeah." I was like, okay, universal soldier two, I can find that. And then I looked it up. Universal soldier two is a thing and universal soldier three and universal soldier, some other bullshit like universal soldier. The return is like you said, the fourth one in the series, the only direct sequel, but I believe there's six overall now. Yeah. Now there's six, which is fucking crazy. But what's really crazy is, you never see a movie series, guys, leave theatrical releases to go to straight to like video and TV and then come back to the theaters. Yes. What a waste. What a fucking waste of everyone's <laughs> time and money. There's a reason you never see it. But yeah, when they do this movie, they know it's technically the fourth one at the time, but they're like, like Nick said, it's going to be the direct sequel, okay? So the script, like we were just saying, was actually never really intended for it but they move it to be what the return will be the eventual sequel now what they end up doing is they end up getting mick rogers as the director okay and it was basically based on his expansive work in action films so nick i don't know if you know much about mick rogers but he was actually a stunt coordinator on mad fucking movies dude and i'm talking big movies lethal weapon titanic 1998 godzilla again he was even the second unit director on Braveheart with Mel Gibson. Ooh, and, okay. you know, dude, he goes on. Now, this was all pre-Universal Soldier, The Return. Afterwards, he goes on to do even more massive movies where he does stunts, Nick, for Transformers, Captain America, Thor. Okay, this movie is clearly not Mick's best work. Guys. No, I didn't know he this, did all of that at all. Wow. Yeah, he, he was, stunting is his, Big thing, stunt coordinator. So if you guys can imagine, yes, this will be his only film he will ever direct. Do you want to know why, guys? Because he's a fucking stuntman, okay? He should not have directed this movie. You can't make this up. Nick, there must... I can only imagine that no one wanted to direct this movie and Mick Rogers just fucking drew the shortest straw that day. And then Van Damme immediately used it for cocaine up his nose. 
But you have to imagine <laughs> that he showed up as a stuntman like, we got nobody. You're going to do it. Like, oh, holy shit, dude. He had no experience doing directing whatsoever other than the second unit show on Braveheart. And they fucking give him this movie. Of course. I mean, so we're talking when when this goes into production, this is just before 1999. So we're talking about Van Damme at his cokiest yeah. Van oh, Damme yeah. at his most roided out of his mind. He's probably <laughs> a fucking miserable pile of dog shit to work with. Oh yeah. This could not have been good. I mean, this it, it, people were hoping fucking street fighter Van Damme would be back. That's how bad he was at this point. <laughs> Kylie Minogue's like, I told your ass, I told your ass don't hire this motherfucker. <laughs> so for the writing crew, Nick, they get a guy named William Malone. Not Post or Carl. Not any of the good Malones. Oh. But this one at least worked on some notable 90s horror films. Um, You remember this shitty movie, dude, uh, Fear.com, but it's spelled out Fear.com? Oh, my God. Hell yes, I remember Fear.com. That sucked. That's where, like, you're watching somebody get tortured, right? That's, like, the premise bro, of the movie? Bro, that's all Billy Malone. That's all oh, Billy Oh, man. <laughs> and he, en- he ended up working on the 1999, which I guess was okay, House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, the remake of that one. Still not a great movie. Okay. And then the other writer they get is John Fasano. Now, he also had some big titles attached to his name, but nothing huge, nothing worth mentioning. And like I said, clearly not his finest work either. Um, So you got your director, you got your writing crew. Now it's time for casting. And as you guys could have guessed, me and Nick already mentioned it. Yes, they get Van Damme back. But of course they do. It's 1999, people. His popularity is dwindling, but his cocaine use is still firing all in all cylinders. He needs the money. He has to fucking do that. And and if anybody wants more proof of that, I believe this may have been one of his last theatrical films until The Expendables, Van Damme. That's how little success he actually had at this time period. You nailed it 100%, folks, when you see this movie. It will be the last time... Uh, Van Damme is in a theatrical release until 2008 when fucking Stallone picks him up by that roundhouse kick and he says, hey, hey and he brings him to this fucking movie. But until then, oh my God. it's nothing. Your Stallone impression gets me every fucking time. Every time. Oh. I really appreciate it, Thicky. <laughs> Thick heavens. Oh, so. oh my God. But so, so folks, I'm tearing up over here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I wanted to judge Dread so bad. It's gonna be a long episode, bro. Oh man. Oh man. Whew. Okay. Right. So <laughs> we got no Dolph Lundgren. Okay, by 1999, I believe everyone thinks he's dead. So no one's even reached out to try and call him. Okay. So what they need is they need another big name with some popularity at the time so they can co-star with Van Damme, okay? And that's basically what they use the role of Romeo for in this movie. Yeah. And he's essentially the big bad universal soldier, okay? The, the, The somewhat villain, if you will. And the story with Romeo, Nick, is Romeo was actually originally intended to be played by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, but, that's right. Yes. Now, but what had happened was without notifying Steve Austin, his agent instantly turned down the offer because Nick, when they offered him to be in the movie, they only offered it for $55,000. Brother. 
he beep, was beep, making fuck. that he was making that on a, a Thursday night SmackDown or a Monday Bro. night Raw. Like he was making that per appearance Bro. at that point. He was smashing $55,000 worth of Coors Light in the corner of the rings on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> He's not going to fucking... You think the Texas Rattlesnake is going to go in there for $55,000? Hell no. And he's so, still making money, by the way. I don't know how. I don't know what the fuck he does, but he was on Hot Ones. So dude, he does something. <laughs> Sean Evans can pick him. But listen, guys. I'm telling you right now, that is ridiculous. That is an obnoxious amount to offer at the time because in 1999 wrestling is the hugest fucking thing going on in pop culture so i just thought that was hilarious but what yeah. happens is when he gets turned down his agent turns it down doesn't even let steve know the role was then offered to bill goldberg now goldberg at the time guys was huge as everybody knows he was a formal uh, former football player he had gone on that huge undefeated streak in wcw i think it was like 212 and 0 and he was known for his infamous spear, and he'd look at him and go, you're next. And then I think his big finishing was like the jackknife powerbomb. And he actually accepts the role, but he accepts the role for a much larger fee of $250,000. Now, wow. guys, I have seen the movie. He does not earn a penny of that, no. but he gets it. So, so that's nice. But do you want to know something funny, Nick, is Stone Cold eventually finds out that Bill Goldberg got the role for 250 and he was actually pissed because he would have wanted his agent to negotiate to try and fucking get a better deal because he wanted to be in the movie. But all I can say is Rattlesnake, no, you dodged a bullet here. Yeah, you, <laughs> you saved yourself. You definitely did. Um, so you get your basic cast together, right? And they began filming. Now, all I could really get from filming was that it took place in this abandoned warehouse, which was formerly, and this is weird, it was like a nanoparticle accelerator plant. I don't know why you do that. That sounds like some Marvel superhero shit, but it was called, the name of the fucking uh, warehouse was called Super Collider. And I'm not going to take you serious because that sounds like a video game almost. Like That, that sounds like that, it could be like a Power Man 5000 album. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what I thought where nanos collide! <laughs> Oh, they suck. oh, they're not good. Not good. He still has his hair surprising, though. You would think that that spiky, goopy shit in there. I don't know. <laughs> we but played yeah, with they, them. We did. We did. We did. And, I think and, it was in Connecticut. An orgy. Oh, an orgy. orgy. There. <laughs> oh, guys, we've lived a life. <laughs> we've, we've lived a hell of a life. It's called Summer Meltdown. I felt like my. Oh, my, my God. It was Summer Meltdown. <laughs> I felt like the band was going to melt down after that show. <laughs> Robocop meltdown. Damn, Nick, it's not leaving oh, us. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's filmed in Texas. Okay. And it takes about three months to film. And they filmed it over the winter because obviously Texas gets hot as fuck. There's going to be a lot of outside shots. And first thing is, I can't believe it took three months to do this. I've, <laughs> I mean, we've seen movies do it in 20 days and they may actually be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so everything's wrapped. Boom. The film drops. Now, guys, the film is released August 20th, 1999. And Nick, the budget was actually $45 million. Okay, so it is almost double what the original Universal Soldier was. And it makes opening weekend in the U.S. only $4 million. <laughs> that makes me so happy. 
and it eventually only grosses $10.6 million. You know Carol Co. Pictures is like, ah, fuck you, motherfuckers. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were fucking rolling in their graves, bro. <laughs> Dude, that, <clears throat> guys, that is a $35 million loss. Like, that is crazy, man. And basically, this movie is, I mean, we know right there, it is a huge flop. Nobody loves it. Fans of the series don't love it. And basically, due to the film's critical and financial failure, subsequent Universal Soldier entries that come out after this, and I believe there's two more that Nick mentioned because it's six total, yep. they completely ignore the events of this movie, Universal Soldier The Return, and it's just straight up outright contradicted in many ways. Like they straight up act like it doesn't happen. Yep. It's officially um, out of the canon. So while it is still considered an entry into the series, it is no longer considered canon. They fucking just walk right over it. And yep. guys, I'm not going to lie. This movie is so bad that this was probably the biggest contributing factor to why Van Damme goes almost a decade without getting a theatrical release again. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. And uh, we've seen this happen with a lot of these movies before. I think Highlander had the same thing where they had the sequel, the reckon, the reckoning, Jesus Christ, the quickening. Um, yeah, the quick, I still can't believe what a dumb name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> quickening. And same thing, it bombed. And then, like, they started releasing other Highlander properties that pretty much pretended like that one didn't happen. Um, and I'm glad I've never seen any other Universal Soldier property, but I am happy that happened. But, brother, I know we're going to get to scenes soon, but I have a theory, if you don't mind me dropping. Bro, bro, I want to hear this fucking theory. Let's go. Because with this movie... Hold on. Okay. It's not going to end with us putting on any barbarian shit going to the Capitol, right? No, 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 no. Because no. <laughs> some theories get wild. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we're not we're not sticking magnets to our arms because of the covid shot like we're good no i'm actually i'm hoping for 5g bro my phone service is so slow <laughs> anyway but so um i think with this movie it was originally just supposed to be like you get rid of the character of romeo and it was just supposed to be sean claude van damme and michael jai white i think that was it because michael jai white was in the first uh universal soldier movie as seth yes yeah so he's the comeback because he i think he died in that movie um but he's the comeback character in this movie as like the super universal soldier whatever i think yes he is this movie saint system guys if you yes (laughs) thank you because you know we'll talk about it because i'm so confused by this movie but the seth computer system takes over the mind of michael jai white and becomes like a sentient computer it's the whole bullshit it's sci-fi um Mm -hmm. but i think michael jai white at that time didn't have a big enough career to support like an antagonist role against sean claude van damme because he only did spawn and he did a lot of erotica he does a lot of straight to video (laughs) erotica erotica hell hell yeah I don't know. He he probably has a thick old hog, but like, you know, who am I, who am I to judge him? So just a thick old double barreled hunk of bologna. But, but like when I was watching um this movie, I kept thinking, I was like, Jean Claude Van Damme is a known actor. He sucks in almost everything, but he is like a big name. Michael Jai White is like a trained actor, but he's a fucking nobody other than Spawn. 
So you have to get, like you said, you have to get Bill Goldberg. And I think that's why this yeah. movie fucking sucks. Romeo has no part in it. Why is it that every uh, Universal Soldier, Unisol, I think of what they're called in this. Why is uh, any- Unisol. Yes, yeah. Unisol. Why is every other Unisol in this unable to like show emotion or talk or anything except for Romeo and Michael Jai White? That's my theory is that the only reason they stuffed his ass in there is because they needed that name and the movie would have been better without him. <laughs> I think that your theory is 100% right. And I do have to say the best acting done in this movie, guys, if you do watch it, it is free. Um, What did we watch it on? Netflix? We found Netflix. it free. This, this is my Netflix. first Netflix one we've done. Oh, yeah. God, it felt so good to not spend money on this. When, oh, yeah. when I saw the end, I was like, okay, good, good. Yeah. I will say, far and away, if you guys do watch this, Michael Jai White, absolutely the best performance acting-wise. And I don't blame his shitty dialogue because that is the writers, okay? Yes. That's, that's the fucking writing team and everything. But the way he acts it, you could tell he was the most talented in the acting department on that entire fucking set. Bro, bro, he thought Spawn was going to get him big. And then he kept doing like straight to DVD erotica and like fight movies, like never back down and shit. <laughs> was he in a step up? I feel like he was in a he, step up. No, <laughs> I was going to say he probably was. If we look at his, he has a lot of bullshit movies, but you're absolutely right. I thought everybody but him sucked in this and he wasn't great. He does a good no, job. No, he's not good like guys, but he's the, the best of the is, best. The dialogue in this movie, bro, is so choppy and so bad. Oh, well, man. I, I mean, I feel like with that lead in, I think it's time for scenes. Yeah, we I think it. I think it's time for scenes. OK, guys, so <clears throat> I'm going to start. And when I say instantly, I mean, as soon as the film opens. Yes, it is some of the most horrendous, horrendous camera work I have ever seen. I mean, ever, guys, it. All right, so you could basically tell it starts with opening shots of like a lake and greenery and woodsy area. Guys, they definitely did not use any sort of stationary equipment on the cameras. It is a man holding the camera and it is moving up and down. It, Nick, it, it is so shaky. It looks like if it looks like if Michael J. Fox tried to film a summer barbecue. <laughs> like, like and, and, and not to go off on a tangent, Nick, but secretly, I've always wanted to do an episode with a Michael J. Fox sequel. So I could be like, all right, hold on. I could be like, and Nick, his performance in this, very shaky. But I digress, guys. So it, it looks oh, like that. It is, it is so bad. Like, right away, dude. It, you could tell the guy was stumbling on rocks trying to walk and fucking get the ankles. Yes, because you fucking nailed it. I had that scene down, too, because it was like, why did they go from a shot of Michael Jai White's ass? Because that's literally like, <laughs> do you remember the first second? I'm talking one second in and you, you see a naked Michael Jai White backwards to kind of show that, like, there's a dead body and you're just supposed to assume it's that guy from seven years ago who died. Anyway, mm -hmm. and then they go into that. And first off, every gunshot sounds like an N64 Star Wars game. Yeah, <laughs> every single one they're jamming out to like some the whole soundtrack to this is the most bullshit power metal I've ever heard. It's so oh, bad, guys, this soundtrack and it, as soon as it starts, it is really bad. It sounds as if um, it sounds like Static X and Power Man 5000 were given a case of Monster Energy drink and two pounds of Slim Jims and said write a record. Yes, that, that's that what it sounds it. like. 
<laughs> I mean, I literally had it written down that like if anybody has ever lived in a neighborhood where somebody in the neighborhood is in a band, spoiler alert, it was me and Luke. But <laughs> and you're like listening from down the road and you're like, did those kids just learn their instruments? That's every fucking song on this sounds like every garage band you can think of. It's so bad. It and it's the, just the most stock cliche type of late 90s new metalish fucking <laughs> type of ribs it's <clears throat> it's horrible i'm like i felt bad for michael jai white you know he didn't want to hear any of that nick you know he didn't want to hear any of that no, you know goldberg didn't even want to hear this shit this shit sucked. <laughs> the only person who wanted this was jean claude because he was so coked up that you know he was just ready to rock bro <laughs> oh my oh, god fuck. man but oh so it's, it's I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, no, I'm just. No, I'm still you, speechless. But I know. But I was going to say it's perfect. <laughs> I know. This this talks about the scene that I wanted to go to, which is literally directly after the jet ski race bullshit that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is they crash the jet skis and and that whole shit happens. And they have to run through the woods. And uh, I'm going to give a trigger warning to this next one because they catch. I think her name's Maria. That's like Jean Claude Van Damme's like friend. They don't really describe her that well. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Very forgettable. I'm yeah. sorry, Maria, if your name is that. But Goldberg and the other <laughs> Universal Soldiers are chasing them through the woods. They they catch them and they bind her up. And apparently, like within one second, he starts trying to molest. Yeah. To, to put it lightly. And you find out this is a training simulation like a minute <laughs> after. So what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Guys. Like Nick said, they bind her to the tree and he rips her fucking shirt open. And then the camera zooms in on her tits for like a solid three seconds. Yes. And then they go back to Goldberg's like hungry, thirsty face. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Oh, no. And he's like saying bullshit lines, too. Again, these are universal <laughs> soldiers. They're not supposed to be able to talk. And he's there and he's saying things like, uh, what's his name again? Luke Devereaux. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's not gonna be getting up for a while. We have enough time to play. Like he's doing that kind of bullshit. <laughs> oh man! And then he and then he flexes for some reason, and then he gets shot by a rocket launcher. It's a whole. He yells thing. when he flexes. He goes ah! I'm like, oh fuck! When they said it was a training simulation, I'm like, didn't you just like shoot like a dozen people and like drown people and kill them and then attempt a molest? <laughs> man <laughs> now what's funny about this is the next scene i have written down nick leads right after this so what happens is during the whole uh training molesting exercise um <laughs> john claude picks up one of the like futuristic laser rifles and he blasts romeo right which is like we said goldberg's character and it breaks through his armor and you see this massive like gaping wound and i think it's really funny because the next scene is them back at their headquarters. And basically, the military is saying that they're canceling the Universal Soldier program. And while like they're trying to explain the need of the Universal Soldiers, the one, uh, Maria was her name, she goes, she says, and I quote, with the level four body armor, it makes them almost bulletproof. And I'm like, wait a second. Literally three minutes ago, I just saw a massive gaping wound in this man's chest. Yeah. It is not level four. It's not even level two body armor. It doesn't work. That's perfect because literally when they're back at that base, they're showing that all of the universal soldiers who were just in combat, who 
Luke Devro, Jean-Claude Van Damme, he fucked most of them up. They are all having to get like their wounds like patched up and shit because the body armor didn't work. They took bullet wounds. Um, fucking Goldberg, his whole chest is ripped open. And- yeah, dude. Like oh. they're shutting it down because all the fucking materials they're using to repair these guys. This was a training exercise. Literally every universal soldier is hurt. They're sitting in a room with like that cryotherapy air. They're like repairing everything. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, no, that level four armor does not work. I'm telling you. And honestly, that's right shortly there is when they introduce Michael Jai White as Seth, the computer system. And when they first show him, Nick, I was so upset because I was like, oh man, they just, they put him in a blue container, guys. He looks like fucking Zordon. I was like, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> like, God, they Zordoned him. They Zordoned him. <laughs> well, this is perfect, man, because I, I don't know if we're just going because every scene of this was fucking bullshit. I think it's the entire movie. Because- like, guys, the movie was an hour and 25 minutes. It was an hour and 24 minutes too long. So yes. you may get a lot of these scenes on here. Yes, because right after they find out that the military is cutting the budget on this project and they don't want them working on it, one of the Universal Soldiers has like a freak out because they're mm-hmm. patching up his wounds and they have to do some cyborg brain bullshit. And because um, they put the goo, that's what it was, the Universal Soldier repair goo. They shoot in his neck and it fucks <laughs> him up. <laughs> and so this is what confuses me. This one Universal Soldier jumps up he's having a fucking freak out and he starts mauling scientists like beating the shit out of them they're they're surrounded by (laughs) dozens of other universal soldiers who don't do anything so clearly it's not the program actually isn't working and then on top of that there's also no like actual security or police officers or military personnel so Jean-Claude Van Damme has to stop the guy and he doesn't work there he stopped there to help them (laughs) so that's what I'm confused about if he wasn't there you're one super soldier. You're one <laughs> Captain America level motherfucker is just going to waste the entire organization. I, like everybody's so, sitting watching while th- th- this huge fight's happening. I thought that was hilarious because he starts to get the shit beat out of him by this rogue fucking unisole. And literally you see people putting their hands out like, no, don't get involved. They're holding each other back while fucking Van Damme is getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. You, you know, Van Damme gets <laughs> fucked up. And another thing, there's no weaponry. There is nothing. No. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they just all watch the man. This looks horrible. I really hope he wins. He's done a lot of coke this morning. I really hope he wins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a scene shortly after that, Nick, that I thought was fucking absolute insanity. And it's the scene where they show how the universal soldier is. And I'm going to quote unquote made bro, bro. You got to do better than this. Yeah. You got to do better than this. Yeah. They fucking show guys is literally a laser just cut a chunk out of the skull. And then they literally shove a hunk of plastic directly into the top of the fucking brain. Bro. It looks like when you're prepping fucking chicken cutlets and you put garlic cloves in it. Like yes. that's how they're fucking shoving the thing in there. Dude. I saw that. I was like, no, no, fuck. No, no. You could do better than this. You guys, it literally just plunges in and then they pop the top of the skull back on and that's it. Boom. Universal soldier created. And the editing is so bad because they literally do the whole skull cut scene. They fucking South park anal probe in that chip into their brain, (laughs) but then they just, they do the whole scene again, but they reverse it for the editing. So they don't have to actually shoot them doing it. So like the whole laser cutting it's all in reverse (laughs) as if the laser is somehow taking away the cut on the skull. Oh my, I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't have that down. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, 
fuck. I, I do want to talk about a scene that you and I just talked about before we started recording because I can't believe it happened where Maria and Jean-Claude's daughter, um, Hillary, I think her name is. And, yes, Hillary. And like the Universal Soldiers are tearing the place up, right? Because Seth, the supercomputer, has taken them all over. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It becomes um, compromised. Yeah. And <laughs> so Goldberg finds them and to protect the little girl, she like tells her to go down the stairs. Maria jumps on Goldberg's back and rides him like a boogie board down the stairs. <laughs> and bro, it's Wiley coyote stupid when his head punches through that fucking cinder block wall. It looks so bad. It, it looks like prime directives. It looked just like prime directives. Just styrofoam wall piece coming out. <laughs> Dude, I told you I had in my notes. She rides Goldberg down those stairs, guys, like Macaulay Culkin read the fucking sled down the stairs in Home Alone 1. It looks absolutely <laughs> insane. And he's literally going, oh, bo, 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 as he's fucking. Yes, he is. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I want to jump back to what you mentioned about when the Seth system takes over. OK, so the Seth system, system becomes compromised and they're trying to fix it. And this scene was just bananas, Nick, because what happens is they're trying to do a system reboot and what they do is when they go to do the system reboot they do the panel and guys it is literally just a series of <laughs> switches that look like light switches from your house but blown up 10 times and they literally say on off on the bottom yes yes i was so it is shocked. literally home light switches just enlarged and that's their system reboot and I, I have to say, because we just, I don't want to keep diving back to prime directives, but I can't get out of my head. But we just <laughs> talked about how, like, so how is the the Legion virus going to kill people through computers? In this, somehow, Seth, the supercomputer, is able to, like, electrocute people through the computers. Like, he does it to the main doctor through the keyboard. He does it to the other person through the on-off switch. I don't, what? What what kind of bullshit is that? I don't know, but I just want to... I just came across like an epiphany right now. Nick, this movie came out in 99. Prime Directives was 01. I think they completely fucking ripped off this movie. Because there is way too many similarities. You are right. Everything with the Saint system and Legion, it looks like they basically did a combined version of what this was. And... I mean I think we just stumbled across this naturally. We just naturally happened to watch these two movies. Bro, we Scooby-Doo'd the fuck out of this. <laughs> Where's Freddie Prince? Where is he? <laughs> because Universal Soldier 100% ripped off the first RoboCop. And that, I mean, it all comes back around, bro. <laughs> I know. It's a fucking circle, bro. But it is the circle of life. Shit, I have one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, hell yeah. And it's Squid. It is the the Matthew Lillard Great Value brand. Um, Bro, I put in my notes, I wished it was Jamie Kennedy so bad it seemed like his perfect role. Right? Like any other like goofy white guy would have done for this role. But instead they get, they get this no-name bullshit with uh, – he has like the electric blue chaos spikes and he apparently created Seth and was fired for it. I don't understand his backstory. I find oh I'm sorry go ahead no no I just want to say that like every time they show him he is in a room surrounded by computer screens watching cartoons and he is eating a bowl of goldfish crackers and popcorn with a huge wooden spoon and he keeps pouring parmesan cheese on it I don't know what is the point of this character 
I have that in my notes, but Nick, I have it. There's a couple scenes where he's eating cereal. And every time they show him eating cereal, he keeps putting things on it. Dude, he put Coca-Cola in the cereal. He put raw sugar in it. Why do they keep showing him eat things out of big bowls, mixing with things that he shouldn't mix it with? I mean, I watched this on my laptop. I think you're closer than I am. I thought it was goldfish crackers and popcorn, but he does. I know there's popcorn because he adds it on, but you might be right because he was eating it with a big spoon. But man, that's why I thought it was Parmesan cheese, but it is probably sugar. (laughs) Either one is not going to work, Nick. I can tell you the flavor combination will not be good. No matter what, he's just eating a bowl of slop and he's just watching everything happen. And yeah, like Seth reaches out and is like, I need that body you stored away, which I'm guessing is Michael Jai White. But Mm -hmm. again, I don't know what the point is. And I do have to leave you with a question that has been bothering me this whole movie. And I hope you have an answer. So Seth, the supercomputer, figures out the main doctor is lying about the meeting with the general going well and blah, 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 and decides to take over the unisouls um, Mm -hmm. and the entire building to stop them from getting shut down. But Seth is also trying to stop himself from taking over everything. Is that what's happening? Because he kind of like reaches out to John and is like, save me or whatever. And I'm just I was very honest about that. I don't know if he's conflicted. You are right. I don't have an answer. There's not many answers after watching this movie. Oh, no. But I feel like, Nick, they were trying to attempt a conflicted storyline, maybe. Um, But I don't know. I think the idea that you put a computer into a person and he becomes real was fucking bananas (laughs) alone. I feel like that was just fucking... Wow. I mean, God damn. I mean, this writing team is really killing it. I don't have an answer for you, bro. I'd be more upset if I did have an answer. Like, oh yeah, no, I, I completely get what was I going guess, on. I Hold guess on, I let just want to make sure that it's not just me, that I didn't miss something after watching, like you said, an hour and a half of this bullshit. And at the end, no. I'm like, was Seth the bad guy? I'm so confused. He was, so, kind of. <laughs> he, he was the bad guy. He basically was the bad guy because he gets himself, his once he turns into that he gets human form his yes. whole thing was to get that code yeah i guess so it was like wait are you trying to stop this because you're good or are you trying to stop it because you want to control it they don't really know what they're doing yes i do want to say one final thing uh, about this movie that i thought was hilarious and it involves his uh daughter hillary now i will say i'm sure hillary in 1999 was a fantastic name it does not age well you do not no. want to be a hillary anytime after i don't I don't think you well, want anytime to be ever. Hillary. I was going to say, I don't think you wanted to be it in 99. I think in the 90s, you wanted to be Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Bill, oh. Bill was Bill was fucking in the 90s. <laughs> Bill was killing it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Bill was doing it anywhere. You Oval office, square office, round office. Hell yeah. yeah but Bill's Hillary loving it. didn't want to be. <laughs> but what I found funny about, I mean, just one final little thing is, Hillary gets hurt, guys, in this movie, and she has to be hospitalized, and she's like kind of in like a coma type deal. And on two different occasions, okay, she fucking wakes up, and Seth is in human form, and she goes, Dad, is that you? No, you dumb bitch. That is a large, muscular black man. That is not your father. (laughs) I don't know why they did it. (laughs) I don't know why either. It's not like they look mildly alike. They're not even close. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I I fucking, I thought it was so funny. I thought it was so funny because I was like, what? 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 She does it again. Like somebody else in her bed, she's like, dad, is that you? Do you have eyes? 
do you know what your father looks like? Like after after you see that happen, you wonder like, could they have just put anybody? Could it have been Maria? I think I'm getting her name wrong. Um, <laughs> but could it have been her? Could it have been fucking Goldberg? And you think that's your dad? This Bro. seven foot tall gargantuan? <laughs> like how do you, that'd be like me waking up and like seeing Danny McBride? And I'm like, mom? Like no, that's not our, no. <laughs> Danny you fucking live with this person. <laughs> like you know, that's not the person. Oh, oh shit. guys, with that said, 1999 Universal Soldier The Return, go home! Your sequel sucks. Yes. We don't ever want to see you again. Yes, we're done. I really hope we don't do another Jean-Claude, but I forgot there were multiple Expendables movies, so who knows? We might be, <laughs> we might be doing it. Oh, he man. didn't stop. His, his theatrical releases stopped. He didn't stop. That cocaine habit didn't stop. We know that. No, no, no. He looks like <laughs> shit these days. <laughs> he really fucking does, though. But guys, with that said, um, this wraps up another episode. We will be back again next week like we always are. You know, you know your sequel boys are always back at it. All right. But if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, inquiries, you can always reach us. Um, your sequel sucks at gmail.com. Um, our Instagram is at YSS podcast. Our Twitter is at your sequel sucks. You can always reach me at Luke Ladley on Instagram and Twitter. And Nick, where can these uniturds reach you? You can find me watching Michael Jai White erotica <laughs> over on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Evans writes. If you have seen the erotica, please reach out. We're curious. <laughs> oh man, that's going to open up a slew of videos. <laughs> oh no. Oh fuck. But I guess uh, until next time. Bye. Bye. Your sequel sucks. It sucks. Your sequel sucks. It just really sucks.